Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Good morning to you. It's Friday. Woo! It always sounds better when we get to 5 o'clock Eastern time. Because we are one hour from the weekend. And actually for me, I will be on a plane in, oh gosh, seven hours, I think. What time is my plane? Eight hours. But I'll, of course, be on the way to the airport long before then. It's a special weekend. I promise to tease you a little bit with what's to come. And yes, photos. This is an actual weekend in which you're allowed to have photos (laughs) of what I have. Even though it's it's special. You got to keep it a secret, okay? It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. Thanks so much for joining us on Twitter, A-Law Radio, on our Facebook page, too. After Hours with Amy Lawrence. So easy peasy to find on Facebook or on YouTube. We're asking you to vote for the game of the week. So the poll is there. It's live. A lot of you weighing in already. It's clear that we're going to have a race neck and neck between two games that do not feature division rivals, They don't even feature teams in the same conferences, but that's how it goes. Into week six, you've got some odd bedfellows, and it just happens that you've got two teams who are leading their divisions, so there's that. Raise your hand if you thought Lions and Buccaneers week six would be must-see TV. Uh Uh-huh. Jay and I, we knew, because we've been on the Lions bandwagon for a year and a half now. You're welcome, Dan Campbell. And... We're all about Baker Mayfield now. Baker's rebirth. I never thought I'd say that. What happened to me? When did I all of a sudden become a Baker apologist? Oh, man, that's the way to fight. Hey, I'm happy to be home, man. We were discussing earlier in a semi-serious conversation whether or not at any point this season – Baker might pull a George Kittle. You think Baker might decide, all right, if George can get away with it, me too. And maybe he just keeps it to himself, but it makes him feel good that underneath his uniform, he has a homemade t-shirt with the letter F and then Browns on it. And just boo the shit out of him. (laughs) Do you think? I could see him doing that. But I think the moment when, I think he would keep it to himself, though. Mm, I think for now. But like we like we were saying earlier, if he, you know, playoff appearance, a couple more wins in there, maybe he starts feeling himself a little more and gets that old Baker back. But I think... Oh, Baker's back. Baker's back. I think yes. the moment when the, you it turned was that Rams game last year. 
on that Monday night. That's when we started like, oh, you when know When he what? sparked the comeback. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and and uh, honestly, to me, it was the maturation process of being humiliated by the situation in Cleveland and then having to wait for the trade to Carolina. That lasted all of one and a half starts or something like that. Then he gets cut and shipped to L.A. where he does have that big moment. But honestly, he's just keeping the seat warm for Matthew Stafford. We all knew that. That game was epic, though. It, it was his epic moment. But, I mean, poor guy. That was the only moment he had in about a year. That's it. And now he lands with the Bucks, And for some strange reason, Todd Bowles is a huge fan. And it's a perfect fit. Huh. So far. I think he's matured. I think he's definitely matured. You can just tell by the way so he then, answers questions. But then would the t-shirt go along with the new and improved mature Baker Mayfield? We have to see because he hasn't had success uh, as being mature Baker yet. So if the success and he stays mature, then we'll see. All right. Speaking of George Kittle, he is theoretically going to be fined by the NFL. Not so much because the language on the shirt was suggestive and inappropriate, but because you're not supposed to be wearing anything under your jersey that isn't standard issue. And so for that reason, George may be in trouble. I have heard nothing. Yeah. What what are your expectations? Um, probably to get a fine. I mean, I wore a personalized T-shirt. Maybe uh, an appropriate word. Dallas. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) that's fair. You said that, not me. So I mean, I mean, I mean, it is what it is. It was a decision I made. They want to find me. They find me. Not much. Just Kittle, WWE stuff, entertainment. Um, not really much. Just smiled at it. So Kyle Shanahan didn't really have much of a reaction. George says the fine is totally worth it. I don't know. This might plant some seeds in Baker's brain. Baker's reborn, but he's still Baker. He's getting ideas. He's still the one who planted the flag. What, was it Kansas where he did oh, that? Man. Shoot, Kansas State. No, it was, it, so it was when Ohio he was playing State? for. I don't uh, oh, yeah. Was actually, it? it might yeah. have been Ohio State when he was playing for OU before before he won the Heisman. And uh, he was a punk, but uh, Baker's still Baker. He's st- there's still an uh, ego in there somewhere. There's still a, a little bit of a taunting ego in there somewhere. That's what I'm saying once he starts getting the sustained success again, like he had at <laughs> Oklahoma, we'll see if that comes back out. Think we'll get some taunting, a la Phillies, a la throat slash from one Bryce Harper, a la stare down of Orlando Arcia. It kind of feels like the Braves are limping home with their tail between their legs. I got to say, if this is how you push back, we didn't notice. It it went by without a blip. The Phillies have done it again. Really. They've done it again. One time is a fluke. Maybe, maybe. You can say, oh, yeah. One time, well, everything had to line up correctly. Everything had to line up perfectly. Twice in a row, in almost the exact same circumstances where the Phillies win game one in Atlanta. And once the series goes back to the bank, that's it. They slam the door. To beat the Braves at their own game, which has slugged the snot out of the ball. To hit home runs. To jump on top. To get that crowd into it. To use the speed. Rojas, he had some speed out there in the outfield. I mean, this is, it's astounding. And I'm not saying it's because the Phillies aren't good. They're they are obviously a great team. And certainly, 
couple of different circumstances, maybe kept them from more regular season wins, like the Trey Turner component. He didn't hit for a good two-thirds of the season. But this team, they're built for this October stage because of the bravado, because of the swag, because of Bryce Harper, and heck, now because of Nick Castellanos. Here's Nick Castellanos. Castellanos batting right-handed the pitch to him. Swung on, hit well. Deep to left field, toward the pole. It is gone! Just inside the pole, down the left field line. The ballpark is in a frenzy as Castellanos sprints around the bases. Liam has popped down to the bottom level again. And the Phillies have tied it up at one. Sweeping across home plate. Points to Liam in the first row. And this place is alive once again. And the one-two to Castellanos. Swung on, hit in the air. Blasted deep to left field. No doubt about this one. Into the foot of the second deck. A solo home run. Nick Castellanos has hit his second solo home run of the night, and the Phillies are on top three to one. What a shot that was. Tom McCarthy on Phillies radio, and this is nuts. Nick Castellanos is the first major leaguer, not David Poppy, David Poppy, not Big Poppy, (laughs) David Poppy, not Big Poppy, not David Ortiz, not Alex Rodriguez, not... Ken Griffey Jr. Trying to think of another big-time slugger. A-Rod. Well, I just said Alex Rodriguez. Oh, yeah, right. I'm still... I Thanks got, for I, listening. I got David Poppy on my mind. <laughs> yeah, you know me. It's a Friday morning. I make stuff up on Friday mornings. Not one of those big-time sluggers with... Not Albert Pujols. There we go. It's Nick Castellanos. The first major leaguer ever to have... Back-to-back playoff games with multiple home runs. Nick Castellanos. Hitting is contagious. And boy, I love the dynamic with his son. Can you imagine? He's the emoji with the stars in his eyes for his dad. Can you imagine how much he must idolize his dad? And what a cool experience that he'll remember for the rest of his life to be there on back-to-back nights, wearing his headband the same way his dad does with the knot at the back of his, at the nape of his neck, getting to see dad hit two home runs and the joy, but also the shock. If I'm Nick, I'm saying, Hey, Liam, it's not that surprising. Close your mouth. (laughs) I'm just kidding. I've hit a home run before. I know. (laughs) No, really sweet. And their relationship is obviously so. He's 10, 11. He's, he's that age, which is the age that I teach at church, fourth and fifth graders. Oh, I love that age. Love that age. They're saucy. They've got personalities, and yet they're not punks yet, most of them. <laughs> it's after hours here on CBS Sports Radio. The Braves had opportunities. They were trailing, but they had a chance, and... I mean, it's Craig Kimbrell on the mound. For heaven's sakes, he gets in trouble just for the fun of it. Two balls, two strikes. Kimbrell ready. The pitch. Swung on, hit in the air. Left center field. Long run into the gap. Rojas is calling. He will reach out. Makes the catch up against the wall. And Johan Rojas has made his mark in this series. The rookie wanted to help the team win, and he's done exactly that. 
Wow. At the warning track, a little leap. He makes the grab and crashes into the fence. Right at the base of the angled wall, Johan Rojas saves it. And the Phillies hold the lead. I was playing a little uh, middle away, you know, um, towards right field. Again, I knew he was a good hitter. But then, uh, you know, when I was striking the ball down, I took my eyes off of the ball because I wanted to check where the wall was. Um, and again, you know, like we, we, I mean, we get ready for moments like that. You know, that's what we play for. We, I, I, I knew I had to catch that ball. <laughs> he definitely did. That's Rojas through an interpreter and the call on Phillies radio. Wow, what a moment. And no one celebrating more demonstratively than Craig Kimbrell. I mean, he is, this is who he's been everywhere he's gone. He's not boring. We'll say that. He gives you your money's worth out there on the mound. So the Phillies are able to strand the bases loaded with Braves. And that was a tough one because after that, they really didn't mount a challenge. And seriously, oops, they did it again. Strom is ready. And the left-handers, one, two. Swing and a miss. He got him. Phillies come racing out of the dugout as Matt Strom has saved it. And the Phillies have beaten the Braves in the division series for the second year in a row. The Phillies will return to the National League Championship Series. It wasn't easy and it wasn't conventional for the bullpen tonight, but they got the job done. A 3-1 win over the Atlanta Braves, who for the second year in a row finish way ahead of the Phillies in the regular season, but fall way short in the postseason. We just did so good tonight. I mean, coming in here, playing in front of this fan base, there's nothing like it. Home field advantage is real. And, you know, Ranger threw really well. Our bullpen came in, shut the door. Huge two, two swings by Castellanos and uh, Trey Turner. And that's why they're here. That's why you spend the money, baby. Yeah, Trey Turner was over against Spencer Strider before last night, over 17. And he had three hits, including a solo home run. I mean, it's stunning to me that all three teams with 100 wins are out before the championship series. And to kind of underscore the point, no team that's still alive has more than 90 wins. The Rangers and the Astros both have 90 wins. They'll face each other in the ALCS. And then you've got the Phillies with the experience from last year. And, of course, that matters. It matters that they had the confidence And the swagger from knowing, hey, we did this last year. Also kind of odd that three of the four teams still standing have the same exact record in the regular season. Three of them, 90 and 72. The Phillies also 90 and 72. This is so weird. A lot of conversation around the layoff, right? So the Braves not playing during that wild card week. Same thing for the Dodgers. Here's my issue with that, though. These are professional hitters. And I get it. You, You might... Lose a little rhythm. You might lose a little bit of your timing when you're off for four or five days. But it's not like they played one and done. This is not the the wild card format from a few years ago where you get one shot at it. You mean to tell me the Braves can't rediscover their hitting rhythm or their timing in three, four games? Neither can the Dodgers? That's a cop-out. And if it doesn't work for them, then how come it worked for the Astros? It just, yeah. I understand it maybe screws with them for a game. But to say that it's the issue all the way through 
four games. Yeah, that's taking away from what the Phillies pitching was able to do. It's interesting because the um, the team that the only team that had a layoff and is still in it, I think, is Houston. So, yeah, I don't know. You know, I've I've never been in that situation, but um, there must be something to it, and there must be something to you know the preparation that you have to do. I, I think it's got to be tough because I think the Braves did. From what I hear, they had they had inter squad games and they brought in people into the stands. I think they probably did everything they they could possibly do to um, to keep guys sharp. Um, so it's it's a tough situation. And and that to me is a major piece of it. How do you keep them sharp when for the last six weeks of the regular season they weren't playing games that mattered? Brian Snitker had to address his clubhouse. I'm sure Dave Roberts felt the same way before or last night after the Dodgers were eliminated. Pretty much just told them they have nothing to hang their heads about. I mean, it's it stinks what just happened. You know, we wanted to go deep into this postseason, but that's, you know, I, I said in my first meeting every year, it's like we want to check the first box, win the division, because you never know what might happen. And, and you know, we hit – 300-some homers and were, you know, and didn't happen um, in this playoff series. So um, just one of them things. Um, but I told them how proud I was of them. And, and uh, you know, you can't underscore any what happened this year was phenomenal. It's a phenomenal year for our club. It was, but there is a big old but at the end of that sentence from Brian Snicker. We did this the other morning with the Orioles. We're going to do it with the Braves. Deliver a bit of an early morning eulogy. My friend and longtime Atlanta radio host Sandra Golden will join us live coming up next. And we'll ask her the mood around Braves country and Braves nation. It just again, it happened again. Are you going to rub it in when Sandra? Don't, don't do that. <laughs> Britney Spears, what was the last time you thought about her? Oh, maybe with Wemby in Vegas. Gosh, that, that feels, feels like eons ago. ago. Wow. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence. A-Law Radio on our Facebook page. What is the NFL Game of the Week? We've got the poll up. Thanks for joining us here on a Friday on CBS Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours 
and great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. You are listening to the After Hours Podcast. One-two pitch. Check swing. They appeal. He went. Strike three. Phillies win the game three to one, and with it, they win the series three to one. At almost a month to the day after the Braves celebrated on this field, after winning the NL East, it's the Phillies who celebrate as they will advance to the NLCS. And the story of the 2023 Braves comes to an unfortunate end here on an October night in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. You know, I'm sure there's a lot of Braves fans out there that aren't happy. And, uh, you know, they have every right to be that way. And, um, you know, <laughs> we got nobody to blame but ourselves. And, and, you know, for me personally, I didn't, I didn't, wasn't good enough. This is After Hours with Amy Lawrence. That happened to be Spencer Strider, but it could have been any number of Braves saying the same exact thing. Before that, the final call of the Braves season on their radio network and I can't believe it happened again. Not that teams don't get upset and eliminated, but again to the Phillies, same manner. It's after hours here on CBS Sports Radio. The only positive, and I hope she feels the same way, is that we get to welcome my friend Sandra Golden, who is from our Atlanta affiliate, 92.9 The Game, getting set for her morning show, where I'm sure there will be inundated with Braves fans who need to vent. Uh, So, Sandra, I, I just, what's the worst part of this? Gosh, that's a great question, Amy. The worst part of this is doing this show again today where it mirrors exactly like last year that, you know, the Braves were not the best team in baseball last year, and this year they are. They were, and they are sitting at home again during the championship series. So we're in a deep state of depression. We were even after game one, how it went down here at Truist. It just felt like the wheels had come off, Amy. I just There's no explanation for a team that was the most prolific, you could argue, in history at the plate to bat 186 as a team. It just makes no sense. Did you get that feeling of foreboding that, oh, no, yes. this could yes. actually be a repeat? Yes, and, and it felt like that in game one. And, you know, you have that radio call after game one when they were so bad at everybody, like, this is it, the wheels are – and how they even went, you know, one game two. It mm-hmm. was – certainly out of the ordinary, Um, you know, they scored. This is the number that jumps out, Amy. So in any four-game series or of of stretch this year, even three-game series, the the least amount of runs the Braves scored was nine. So in these four games, they scored eight. It was the lowest of the entire season. So you just knew it wasn't happening. And, And Spencer Strider, he had no business saying that. 
He only allowed four and runs over 12 and two-thirds. I'll take that every day. Um, so it, it was just one of those things. Now, I'm not even going to bring up the fact that, you know, the five best records in baseball, they went one and 13 in the postseason, and they're all home. So you've got a four versus the six in the NLDS. So. What do you think it was? (laughs) Well, certainly the fact that they couldn't come through with the big hit or as many big hits as they needed. Even last night, going over with runners in scoring position, leaving eight guys on base. And it's not so much Strider did face some pressure in every inning, but to only give up solo shots, I mean, the Braves should be able to cover that. But what blows me away is that it wasn't one game or even two games. It was four games, essentially, because even in the one in which they were victorious, it's not like they they scored a ton of runs. So that part right. blows me away. What did, did you see anything different from them offensively? Yeah, they were flat out, out of a jump. And, you know, and, and like I said, I don't believe that Braves fans want to make that as an excuse, but I'll just say all of baseball. So, you know, like I know, and guys and gals listening, men and baseball players, they are so victims of their victims of habit. I mean, <laughs> to the point of what time you wake up, what you eat that day, especially baseball with superstitions, too. When you go to the ballpark, the parking space you go into, you know, all of it. Your socks. So when, right? <laughs> so when, when that happens, and I'll just speak for the Braves, for nothing about that was normal. That whole five days off, they tried to simulate games. They had fans come in because they were trying to do something a little different from last year because all they did last year was just, you know, have a little walkthrough and media was there. But I just feel like when you are so out of sorts, um, you know, they're at home with their families. You can say what you want about that. There's a lot of kids and there's a lot of family members in town now. It just, and it's not just the Braves. So when your top five teams in baseball are home, mm-hmm. something is wrong. Um, I hope they make the changes. I thought John Smoltz on the broadcast the other night talking about let's eliminate some of those days off from the wild card, you know, so make the wild card be you immediately start that next day. It's just, you know, maybe the, the, the wild card doesn't get home field at all, or there's a lot, you know, there's things you can do, but they were flat out of the jump. And it, and even after the all-star break, Amy, Braves lost four of five after being off. So it takes, you know, think about when you go on vacation, you need a few days to kind of, <laughs> all right, let me get, see how this microphone works a little bit. So, and like I said, I don't believe that. I think the Phillies were the better team. I think the Phillies might win the whole doggone thing. They're that good. And all of a sudden, Zach Wheeler and Aaron Nolan are Cy Youngers out there. And, and <laughs> Suarez, too, my God. He was phenomenal. He was. And and the bullpen, other than Craig Kimbrell, who makes a living on making it interesting, uh, the, the bullpen was also good. Sandra Golden is with us from Atlanta getting set for her morning show on 92.9 The Game. And I'd love to know what you've heard these past few mornings, past few days from Braves fans. How were they feeling about it? Snickers should be fired. Oh, stop. That's, that's the first thing that happens. Where the bat, let's fire the hitting coach. That always comes up. You know, it's overreaction day, and literally you would have thought, even after we we were one and one and we were about to get going, um, one and one after Monday, Tuesday morning show was doom and gloom, and we were one and one. Um, so it just feels it, it's. No, there's no excuses. The the first, He changed the lineup for game one on that Saturday, last Saturday, so it started then the noise. And then I think Braves fans, we have eyes. They didn't have it. They just didn't have it. The energy, you know, the whole Ronald Acuna and Ozzy and uh, they, their energy in that dugout is something special. They were flat. 
they were, and we were at home and they were flat. So there's no explanation to when you're the best offensive team in all of baseball and you, you don't show up. Brutal. Oh, right. Real talk then. How much worse is it that it's the Phillies with the throat slash and the stare downs? Terrible. Awful. It's the worst. (laughs) Absolute worst. And the Bryce, I mean, I don't think anything about that Orlando Arcia, like, you know, Attaboy Harper and stuff. I think that stuff is talked about all the time, don't you? Yeah. I think they made a whole lot out of nothing, which, by the way, it worked for them. So it worked for them. Okay, so then in the off season, I'm sorry, I know, but it is the off season. Once, yeah, it is. once the eulogy is delivered, what do the Braves need? I mean, it, they've got a potent lineup. It's not like those guys can't hit. But wh- wh- what would you do in the off season if you were in the front office? Well, you got to get starting pitching, and you got to decide what to do with Charlie Morton. Kyle Wright is likely down for the entire next year. Michael Soroka, you you know, look at the aces that the Braves had on that staff, and we wound up having two starting pitchers. Really, that's it. Bryce Elder, they couldn't count on. So I think they'll make a bit a big splash with a big name um, pitcher, starting pitcher, and then the lineup is as good as it gets. And Amy, those guys are locked in. I think Austin Riley through twenty thirty two, and they are reasonable. They bought them at Macy's. They were not at Neiman Marcus. They got these. They locked them into deals that are just <laughs> unbelievable. So they do have a little bit of money to spend on on pitching, but it's too soon, Amy. I'm Don't sorry. Talk about. I'm sorry. <laughs> No room for Otani. Uh, he can't pitch next year, but he could pitch the year after. Listen, if they get Otani, okay. But I don't think it's going to happen. I mean, from your mouth to God's ears, what a nice Christmas wish that would be. <laughs> How much would it be a, I don't know, a healing salve if Acuna is the NL MVP? He, he is the NL MVP. He is. And, you know, he didn't talk to the media, so now that's going to be a big story. Um, he left last night after the game. He didn't want to talk to anybody. Um I, I get it. I don't blame him. Two for 14 with a double in this series. He did not do MVP things. Bryce Harper did. Seven for 19, three home runs. So, you know, your stars on the biggest stage, he did not deliver, and he had some moments. He had some MVP-type moments, and it didn't, it didn't happen. So You know what's crazy is that you think about the three guys who are probably the front runners, or at least the names that were thrown out yeah. most for MVP. Freeman and Betts go one for 21 in their yep. series against the Diamondbacks. And then, as you mentioned, Acuna. Gosh, and that's... Olsen, oh. and, and Olsen, too, Matt Olsen. So, so think about literally your top four candidates right. for the National League MVP. They were six for 43 with no home runs. Wow. No home runs. I mean, they could have spared a few from the regular season. Hello, <laughs> Amy, what is happening? It's bizarre oh, world. It really is. But I uh, say this all the time. If we knew how sports would play out, we wouldn't watch. I mean, it's the it's thrill true. of victory and the agony of defeat, but it's what keeps us coming back because it never quite goes the way that it's supposed to or that it's expected. Uh, Sandra right. Golden is with us from Atlanta. So how much or how quickly will sports fans transfer their attention to the, the Falcons? Please don't say Falcons. Let's talk about college football. You know where we are. Listen, the Falcons are another like thorn in my side. What? Which Falcon teams do we we show up? You know, uh, they, they hate Desmond River for one second, and then they love him. So the Falcons are a whole nother. This is a big game against Washington, right? Yes. So you're. It feels like three and two and four and two is a drastic change. So the Commanders come in here on Sunday. But, you know, down here in Atlanta, we are college football. So of course. The Bulldogs, and so we're. This one stings, though. This show today is going to sting, for sure. I didn't even sleep. 
I know that sounds silly, but no, when you do this for a living, but more yeah. importantly, I'm not, I'm not one of those media people that acts like I'm not biased. I'm 100% biased, <laughs> and I love the Braves. I was a sideline reporter for six years with them. This is like, a lot, this is like family, so it, it stings a lot. Oh, gosh. And I was just saying to to the audience earlier that it's worse with baseball because of the time that you invest. Yeah. And that it comes to such an abrupt end. But you played 162 freaking games, not to mention spring training. It's months and yeah. months and months. And then, boom, right into a brick yeah. wall. Yeah, that's exactly right. 162 and then this. It's it's painful. Mm. Okay. And, and by the way, let's yeah. put it in perspective yes. as to what's going on in the world. I mean, it is, it's sports and it's for fun. So certainly not trying to be dismissive and not sensitive to what's going on. It still is sports and are upset about sports. You know, that's okay. That's okay. Yeah, I agreed. Sometimes it's hard to think about, like, how do we care this much about sports? But I know a lot of people need the distraction, need it's some entertainment true. companionship. Yeah, for sure. Yes, yes. All right, before I let you go, your morning show is how old now? A couple years? Um, oh, yes, only about a year and a half or so. Steak Shapiro and, uh, you know, we, we were, we've been together like 20 years or yes. so. And I, that, they, we have a cool little show because, Amy, we, they, we have three floating hosts. So it's a lot. It's a steak is there every day, and we have. I'm only there three days a week, and we have uh, Drew Butler and Rusty Mansell, who's the king of college football down here. So it's a great way to do sports talk. It's real. It really is fun. It's a lot like how the networks are doing it, you know, with mm-hmm. that one share and then rotating. So we have a lot of fun and um, talk sports. We are, we will not have fun today. We're going to be in the oh, morning. Today. Do you <laughs> do you still do buy or sell? We do. We do it by ourselves today with, um, I think it's Tipper. So, Tipper Jones, which I don't think he's going to be very chipper. <laughs> chipper, but not chipper. A not, not chipper chipper. chipper. Not. <laughs> exactly. I swear and I'm not laughing at your misery, by the way. I no, swear. I know. I know. And listen, like I said, let's be put things in perspective. Yes, of course. I am thrilled for you. A little birdie told me you're getting married. Oh, I am. Two months on an NFL Sunday. I don't know how that happened, Girl, but it just did. <laughs> I, I, He must be the luckiest in the land, oh. and I'm thrilled for you, and you're just such a terrific friend and what you do you you have the hardest job in all the sports and you rock you do it by yourself oh. there and and you're just terrific so I, I aim to I aim to be you one day when I grow up oh girl come on come hang out anytime <laughs> all right so find Sandra on Twitter at sports Sandra and as she mentioned it's going to be a tough morning in Atlanta on 92.9 the game but you can clearly hear the energy that she will bring to help beat back those who are overreacting as depressing as it is I mean, it keeps us in business. You know that, right? It's so true. The, the freak out, it's a freak out Friday for sure. Oh, I like that. I wish I could be part of it. All right, we'll talk soon. Thanks so much for a couple of minutes. Thanks, Amy. Have a great day. It's so true, isn't it? That in sports media, whether it's radio or TV, honestly, as much as people enjoy the 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 banner days, they enjoy the big wins, the thrill of victory, the championships. Nah, nah, nah. The reason we're in business is because for the majority of the time, it's depressing to be a sports fan and to be all in. Jay, can you speak to that? A little bit. So Jay, in case you don't know, grew up a Mets fan. Yep. A Nets fan. Yep. Oh, dear. I mean, what? A Mets, Nets, Giants. Yep. 
and Rangers, Rangers, who have been good over the last decade, but have not been able to capitalize yeah, on the good. They just break my heart every. It's like right. a regular season, and then they they find set a you way. up. Oh well, the Braves fans can feel your pain. Yeah, and right. Dodgers fans as well. All right, we'll squeeze in a little more week six preview, if you will. Week six cliff notes. What's the game of the week on Twitter, ALAW Radio, also on our Facebook page, Friday. Because it's Friday. You are listening to the After Hours Podcast. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. First and 10, Broncos at the 29 of Kansas City. They line up in a 3 by 2 set, and Burton, the fullback, is lined up wide to the left side between the numbers and the boundary. Now a slant is tipped in the air. Intercepted! Intercepted by Kansas City at the 35-yard line. Intercepted by Justin Reed. His eighth career interception. But the Chiefs get another tip pass at the line of scrimmage and stop the Broncos. Guys are making plays when it counts, um, but uh, as we as we continue on the season, we have to continue to get better and better so that hopefully when we get to the playoffs, um, we're hitting our stride and we can really kind of match our defense uh, as far as intensity. This is After Hours with Amy Lawrence. It's true the Kansas City Chiefs defense often gets overlooked, but if you pay attention, you know they're a big play defense with a bunch of veterans at times, they can be bend but not break. And at times, like they were on Thursday Night Football, is flat out slam the door in the face of the Denver Broncos, which I recognize is a fairly prevalent around the league. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence, CBS Sports Radio, Mitch Holtis on Chiefs Radio, Patrick Mahomes after that. And as much as Patrick has gaudy numbers here and there. I mean, another 300-yard passing game last night. Kelsey, Travis, Kelsey, comma, Travis. Uh, my mother's even asking now about Taylor Swift and whether or not it's real. <laughs> she she thought it would be pub for the Chiefs. I was like, uh, the Chiefs don't need pub. They're the defending Super Bowl champions. Anyway, uh, as much as they can put up numbers and fill a stat sheet, Kelsey with 124 yards last night, but they still are not playing at the level that they're capable of. Far from it. And it's it's sometimes 
hard to remember that they've got a bunch of either younger guys or first and second year guys with the Chiefs that just not quite have the same rapport with Patrick uh, as what you see with Travis Kelsey or some of the other receivers that are gone now. And so he's looking for them to improve. And one for five in the red zone, come on, the Chiefs are so much better than that. Guys are making plays when it counts, um, but uh, as we as we continue on the season, we have to continue to get better and better so that hopefully when we get to the playoffs, um, we're hitting our stride and we can really kind of match our defense uh, as far as intensity. We can go through these growing pains and try to get better and better, but, I, I mean, the talent's there. You can see it in spurts, but we have to learn how to sustain drives, getting down the red zone, score touchdowns, um, and make it easier on our defense to play a little bit more free. As for the Broncos, they fall to one and five. And so you've got the Chiefs at five and one, top of that division. Poor Al Michaels. He never wants to see the Broncos ever again. Uh, Denver is now one and five. So next to the Carolina Panthers, worst record in the NFL. There are reports, though, that Sean Payton and Russell Wilson, that they're working very well together. And I know the offense is not Chiefs quality or Jags quality or really quality at all but it's it's not as bad as it was last year honestly if you look at the numbers it really isn't which is maybe not saying a whole lot uh though Russ does throw two more bad interceptions and their passing attack doesn't even get over 100 yards they had more yards rushing it's evident though at least against the Chiefs last night but it, it rears its ugly head a lot of times because the Chiefs are not I'm sorry, not the Chiefs. The Broncos are not getting separation. They're not coming back to the football. They're not getting away from their defenders, making it difficult. The defenders aren't chasing them all over the field. Well, the pass rush eventually gets to Russell Wilson, or it's right on his rear end immediately. So he didn't have a ton of time to throw last night. And even when he did, there really wasn't a whole lot that was open. I mean, he obviously bears responsibility for the decisions that he makes. And one of the interceptions was just bad. It was flat out bad. But he's not given up. Although, gosh, he sounds like he's been beat down now for a couple of years. We had some opportunities that we could have capitalized on. Um, they got, we got stopped on a couple of third and shorts or, you know, this and that. And they did a good job. And um, we, we had a chance. And I think we just got to play better, play cleaner. We've been playing, you know, really good ball on offense for, you know, you know, for the past several weeks. And I think the best thing we can do is just keep believing, play cleaner. Um, I got to, I got to play better, and, and uh, that's, that starts with me. And you know, I know I'll respond the right way. It sounds like it's wearing on him. You can hear it now in his voice. Generally, he's Mister Unlimited, and really, not a whole lot gets the man down. He's always extremely optimistic, but after a while, the losing starts to wear on you. You know, I know I'll respond the right way. It's after hours here on CBS Sports Radio. Too bad they aren't playing in London because apparently NFL quarterbacks are extremely popular over there. I didn't know until people recognized me. I was like, that's crazy. I'm known in London. Yeah, absolutely. Shout out to the fans. Um, I'm glad you guys are, you know, watching us. I'm glad you guys are supporting us. We love it. Um, hopefully we'll be out here more. You know, we show a lot of love to you guys. Well, don't say it too loudly. The NFL might move your butts to London permanently. Uh, Roquan Smith had a back and forth with the media about his or what British accents and who on the team has, has a good one. I probably have the worst. 
And then, uh, no, I'm sure some other people have the words because I can get by with a couple. I can say a few words here and there, but I heard Tuck talk today. And Tuck, actually, a couple of uh, the nice people over at the hotel uh, was like, oh, my God. It, it was like his was pretty good. You know what I mean? So, like, <laughs> yeah, but mine is not the best. What are your good ones that you can get by with? Um, let's have a proper English breakfast. <laughs> no, that's probably not good. That's probably not good. A water. Like, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, that's another game in the London series, which means you've got a quadruple header coming up Sunday, week six. We will be back on Sunday night, but I might be fatter. Would you like to know why? I saved it for the last second. Jay, you ready? It's cupcake tasting weekend. Cupcake tasting weekend. We're not doing a wedding cake. For our wedding, Bob and I, instead, we're doing cupcakes designed by my best friend, who is an incredible baker. And we've come up with this formula, at least to try. Are you ready? White chocolate and raspberry cupcakes with chocolate filling and buttercream frosting. That was beautiful. That's where we'll start. Andy Reid would eat those. I know he loves cheeseburgers, but that's that would be something that it would entice him. And so, yeah, I have the dubious job of testing cupcakes and frosting this weekend. I'm going to come back fatter. Going to have to roll me into the studio. But I'll talk to you then. It's After Hours CBS Sports Radio. Boom! This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.